Welcome to Rebirth of Venus, the podcast where I talk dirty about spiritual evolution, the self-love revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and I want to thank you so deeply for being here. Hello, everybody. Happy holiday season, Festivus, whatever it is you celebrate or whatever it is you like to do during this time of year. I live in Mexico where, I mean, I've got to say Mexico has the celebration situation on lock. So I'm used to multiple celebrations around this time. Um, I was raised celebrating Christmas, celebrating Hanukkah with lots of my friends. Um, I celebrate Yule as a pagan. And it's, it's funny, though, because living here in Mexico, I have found that there are just so many celebrations that I literally cannot keep track. And not only can I not keep track, I'm convinced that even the people who live here, who were born and raised here, can't keep track either. <laughs> literally from September, which is Independence Day, until well after Christmas in January, there is a back-to-back celebration. And I frequently find myself asking my boyfriend, what, what what's going on? What's the celebration? <laughs> and it's funny because last year, um, we hadn't been dating yet. And I remember so clearly asking friends what celebration we were on because in my neighborhood back then, there were these paper or plastic cut banners that were hanging between the buildings and they would the colors would change and I thought oh that probably means something (laughs) and so I would ask friends what celebration we were on and I remember clearly they couldn't even answer half the time they're like oh you, you know it's you know it's it's just a it's a this and I would say I thought that that was in two weeks I say, yeah, I guess you're right. Well, it's this then. And I realized I don't think anybody even knows. It's just like, all right, we're just going to go hog wild from <laughs> from September onwards. So it's great. Um, today is I'm, I'm recording this a little early um, for before it drops. So I'm recording this the week before it drops. So today is actually the version of Guadalupe's um, birthday. And Last night, people come from all over Mexico, I mean, millions of people, to pay homage to the Virgin at one of the um, cathedrals. It's a very famous representation of the Virgin of Guadalupe. And if you don't know who that is, Google it. (laughs) Um, But they're just, I mean, so many people in the streets. But what was crazy is that Many of these people's in, people in the streets are pilgrims and they are coming to basically pay their debts for having received their petition. Um, but there's also basically just huge like raves, essentially huge parties happening on all the streets. And I was telling I was joking with Omar, my boyfriend, about we were we were both laughing about how like we could picture the version of Guadalupe, like just, you know, dancing along with them <laughs> I just love that there's such a it's such an interesting dichotomy of like extreme holiness and huge celebration that in my experience in the U.S. it those don't usually go together. So it's really interesting to me. Um, So 
yeah, happy, happy, whatever, whatever it is you're celebrating. So I wanted to hop on today with a quickie. Ooh, a quickie. I am a little short episode. Um, give you a chance to catch up on the past few extra long episodes. But I wanted to just get straight to the point today. And I wanted to talk about setting intentions for 2019 in a way that's really uh, that, that really lights you up, that doesn't make you feel stifled, that really allows you to get in touch with what I, you know, what I'm always talking about, the sacred pleasure of your highest potential. This idea that being your best self can be can be easeful, can be a thing of pleasure, can be something that delights you, that allows you to get in touch with your desires. And that isn't something that is surrounded by guilt and shame and failure, ultimately. Um, and I, and I, I think that, you know, all we have to do is look at New Year's resolution statistics to know that the normal way of setting goals doesn't work for the vast majority of people. I mean, I, I remember reading some statistic and I actually don't have notes for this episode. I'm just riffing. So I didn't I don't have like my little statistics researched on the side here on a little sheet of paper. So you'll have to just trust me here. <laughs> I remember a few times reading this statistic about gym memberships, how, you know, they they have a record sign up the first week of January and by the third week of January, they have like record low numbers of attendance. And that's such a metaphor because here's the thing. When you approach goal setting from a place of shame, of guilt, of fear, which is honestly what most of us do with resolutions, you're setting yourself up for failure because your soul doesn't want that. Your soul wants to feel alive. It wants to feel lit up. It wants to feel lit. (laughs) It wants to feel like it's already set alive. It wants to feel juicy. It wants to feel like it's doing something that is for the greater good, not just of the world, but also just for your own evolution. And, you know, setting a setting a a goal out of hatred of the way things are and desperation to change, that's just the wrong energy. And it's also just overly complicated. You know, I think even those of us who have the best of intentions with our resolutions and who maybe aren't, you know, doing the guilt resolutions, a lot of us tend to overdo it. And we think, okay, this is going to be my year. (laughs) I'm going to do this and this and this and this. I'm going to, you know, get into the best shape of my life and meet my soulmate and, you know, launch a six figure business and like all this shit, which the problem is twofold. One, the focus, you're focusing on way too much. Um, way too much. And second, did you hear how generic those goals sounded that I just rang off? Those were things I thought of off the top of my head. And they're things that probably you want, I want, we all want on some level. But they're so generic. And have we ever achieved them? Some of us have, some of us haven't. But real, real, real goals that benefit you that you can achieve, that you get excited about, they have to come from within, from your soul. And so a few years back, I really started looking at this idea of 
achieving goals in a really ple- or setting goals in a really pleasurable way. I honestly don't even really use the word goal. I think more intention. Goal is a word I use for other people. It's a word that I use when I'm describing, you know, manifestation and setting intentions. If you have my ritual guide, which you can get from, um, you can click on the link in the show notes for this episode um, or on my website, rebirthofvenus.com. You, I talk about setting intentions that stick. And I say how, you know, a lot of these things, manifestation, um, setting intentions, they're just other words for good old fashioned goal setting. And that's true. But actually goals, that's not really a word that resonates with me. I use that word because it's a word that most people can wrap their minds around. Whereas these other words can feel a little more esoteric to some people who are not familiar with them. So I prefer intention because, well, first of all, it sounds more fun. (laughs) I don't know why. For me, it just does. And I should say, if you love the word goal, stick with that. I mean, the point here is making a process that works for you. But you, you know, I like intention because it's, it really puts the, puts me in the point of power, I feel. It's less about something that exists outside of me and it's more about something that comes from within and that I've decided to do. And it's also to me feels like something that has more freedom to change. Because here are the thing about your goals. You should not be just be setting them or your intentions. You should not just be setting them at the beginning of the year and then never looking at them again. Now there is something to be said for the whole set it and forget it thing. And I do think that if the if the intention really resonates with you, there have been many times that I have made these lists, lost the list, forgot about it, found it near the end of the year, and I actually had accomplished most of those things. And I feel though that's because they really resonated with me. They were my goals. This is something else I talk about in the ritual guide. I talk about making sure your goals are yours. On the other hand, In recent years, I have really started kind of checking back in. And so I would, I like to check back in with my intentions every couple of months, at a minimum at the six month mark, but really like every quarter, every four months. And re, just like, just give them an extra look and, and really make sure that they're still, they're still correct for me. That I'm not just going after something because I feel like, oh, I, I decided I was going to do it. Now I have something to prove. No. Feeling like, okay, like I've gotten this far. Have my priorities changed? Or maybe I've gotten further along than I thought and I need to, you know, make that goal bigger. So that's important. Now, you might wonder, okay, that's this is great, but how do I really go about this? So there are two processes I really like. One is the idea of instead of looking at your goals from the point of view of the what, looking, so what you want to do, looking at them in terms of the why, particularly what that, like what you want to feel, because that is the reason why you want X, Y, or Z to feel a certain way. Now, this is not a unique concept to me. Um, it was definitely, although this is an extremely common 
commonly discussed concept now in the personal development world. It was, I believe, kind of published, first published by Danielle Laporte in her book, The Desire Map, which I'll put a link of in the show notes. Um, And I'm actually rereading it right now for like the third time. It's the quintessential guide on setting goals based on how you want to feel. And here's the thing. This circumvents that. It, it, it kind of it makes you realize that the thing is a means to an end. And if you can just get to the end, you're actually going to be a lot more satisfied. We've all had experiences where we get to where we get to the thing. We achieve the goal. And we feel nothing. And I feel like part of this is inherent in being a human. I feel like we're always pushing our desires ahead. And that can actually be very healthy. It's a, it's a byproduct of being living, creative beings. Always wanting the next thing. But sometimes what happens is if you feel nothing, it's an indicator that you actually didn't think about why you wanted the thing. You just thought, oh, this will make me feel complete. And guess what? Nothing does besides internal change. For example, if you want a promotion, why? If you want the promotion to feel powerful, you should think, are you going to really feel powerful when you get that promotion? Maybe you will. Maybe something else will actually make you feel more powerful. And the other benefit of approaching this from feelings, what Danielle Laporte calls the core desired feelings, and she you know, talks about this at length in the book, but basically the idea is that you come up with like three to five of these feelings and you can change them as often as you want and they're flexible. But the thing is, these are also your beacon for your compass for what you're going to do in the day-to-day they help you make decisions and if your core desired feeling is freedom and you're about to take a job that's going to double your workload just because you feel like you need the money well I would say look at look at things do you really need the money and if you do is there a way you could make more money that allows you more freedom because if your idea of freedom is having time to yourself, and that's important too, everybody has a different idea of freedom. If that's your idea of freedom, though, and you're taking a job that requires more time away from home, you're going to feel less free. You're going to be miserable. <laughs> and this is how you wake up one day looking at your life, and it's like the talking head song. You know, this is not my beautiful house. Because <laughs> you just don't recognize anything. It's not what you wanted. At least that's how I interpret that song. So when you're setting your intentions for the year, if that's something that resonates with you, think about how you really want to feel and get as clear as you can, you know, really focus. Do you want to feel alive? Okay, well, what does that mean to you? Maybe for you being alive Feeling alive means like having a lot of laughter in your life or adventure. Well, so maybe you really want to feel adventurous or lighthearted, joyous. So get clear. And this brings me to really the way I set goals 
which I wanted to focus on for this sort of mini-ish episode, although we're already at 16 minutes, so we'll see, um, is coming up with a word of the year. This is something I've done for the past few years, and I started doing it as sort of an offshoot to this desire mapping concept. And since I'm intuitive, well, we're all intuitive, (laughs) Um, since I have like a direct channel to my intuition, what I found is when the first year I did this, I really thought, okay, what's my word going to be? And I sat down and I like wrote out a bunch of ideas and I picked one. But what happened, and luckily I caught this, is I, it didn't feel right. didn't feel like mine. And I came back to my list over the next couple of days and I, what ended up happening is another word popped out. But it was strange because I actually had no idea what it meant. I mean, I knew what the word meant, literally, like the definition. (laughs) But I had no idea why I would pick that word. But I, I listened. And what I found is that over the course of the year, the word unfolded. And... It had completely shifted meaning and it ended up teaching me so much, so many lessons I never had anticipated. And from then on out, and this is something I've done for the past few years now, from then on out, I just let it come to me. And I found it usually would come to me around late November, early December, mid-December, I set the intention for the word to come to me and I listened. That's the important part, always with intuition, listening. Because here's the thing, when you sit down intentionally and do this, I find that the tendency can be to pick the glamorous words like sensual, powerful, you know, adventurous, blah, 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 which might be fine. And I should add that I don't limit it to words about feelings. Now that I do this word of the of the year thing, I think just in terms of words in general. And I found that by just opening myself up to the intuition, the word that came forth was like, it was beyond my imagination. Because when I, if I pick the word, by myself with an intention, my ideas of what was going to happen that year are that would inform the word I chose. And that's not to say that when the word comes to you, you won't have an idea about it. But the reality is it's going to evolve so much further beyond the lessons you can imagine. So for example, two years ago, which if you remember from episode, I don't know, eight, a few episodes ago, the tower episode, I, this was 2017, my tower year. And the word I chose, or that chose me, rather, the December before 2016 was trust. And I thought, that's a weird word. Like, huh? Like, that's a weird word to come to me. But I, I, trusted the process (laughs) should be my first inclination and sure enough oh my gosh if you listen to that episode you know 
everything I experienced that year and everything I learned because I trusted. That honestly, if I hadn't trusted, I would probably still be in the tower. And that's the whole point of that episode. You know, if you're in a part of your life where everything feels like it's crashing down, well, two things it is. First of all, it is crashing down. And that's because your foundation is weak and it has to be rebuilt. And the more you surrender to the process and trust, the more you will be able to actually experience that rebuilding, learn the lessons and not have to drag out the hell <laughs> and and not just be back right back where you where you started by rebuilding just like what you the exact thing you lost, if that makes sense. So as that year went on, it was just like, oh, of course, trust. Right. <laughs> this year I chose focus or rather focus chose me. And it was interesting because as soon as that word came to me at the end of last year, I had all these visions. And because I had been feeling a bit lost because I had had the tower year and it was just like barely rebuilding my foundation at the end of last year. Or, or at least that's what I felt. And I thought, oh, great. This is going to be like, I'll finally get my shit together again this year. Like rebuild. I'm going to be so productive. Blah, 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 blah. And... As a result, come mid-year, I was really disappointed because I felt like I hadn't really accomplished much. And I felt like I, I felt like I hadn't been focused. And it wasn't until the past two months that word finally really unveiled itself to me. When I really, really realized that actually this whole year has been a study in discipline for me. And that has been rebuilding the foundation. I expected to have the whole tower rebuilt by now. But of course, that's not how it works, <laughs> you know, so I've learned some really, really powerful lessons about discipline. And I mean, working with Venus has been a big part of that. You know, again, this idea of the sacred pleasure of your highest potential. And I realized that I have been learning to focus this whole year in ways I'd never expected. And so I just... I, I held the faith that it was going to unveil itself to me. And it's helpful to have a single word because it is like a like a compass, I said. Just like before with the core desired feelings, it is something that helps you stay true, that helps you redirect. But it also, when it's something that comes to you intuitively, you know, you're you're forced to kind of understand that things never turn out the way you expect. And I personally believe they always turn out better than you expect if you surrender. Because here's the thing, I've said this many times before, you know, I say, I say God in this just because I like the way it sounds in the quote. So you can use God, universe, whatever. Um, but like God has or the universe has a better imagination than you do. <laughs> I don't think I made up. I don't think I made that up. I think I heard that somewhere and, and stole it, plagiarized it. But it's so true because, you know, if you're just following like a 10 step plan, you're really closing yourself off to all of the amazing fucking shit that could be happening because you don't know what's going to go down. You're basing your ideas of what's going to happen on your past experiences, which are extremely limited. And the world is unlimited, baby. So this year, I 
someone had asked me if I knew what my word was yet because they knew I did this. And I said, I don't know, but I know it will come to me. I'm not stressed. And it was mid-December. No, not mid-December. We're not in mid-December yet. <laughs> it was, I don't know, beginning of December. And it came to me. And the word is amplify. So not a feeling word, more of a verb. So is focus. So is trust. Interesting. I never thought about the fact that these are all often verbs for me. Hmm. wonder what that means. Anyway, amplify. As soon as it came to me, I got scared. <laughs> I got scared. And I, I realized that the word's a little too big for me. And I realized that I really did. This year really was about rebuilding my energetic foundation. And that's why I kind of felt like I didn't really do anything all year, which is not true. Obviously, if I look back objectively, I did a lot of things, but they were mostly like big changes, like falling in love, moving in with a partner again, you know, having a family again. I mean, <laughs> like that I lived with <laughs> in terms of, you know, we have animals and like a little family. Um re-establishing my spiritual foundation you know, it was an energetic thing it wasn't like goals to check off a list none of those things were on my list <laughs> it wasn't like new year's resolution 2018 you know find a sexy new lover i mean that's like always on the agenda but it wasn't you know for me that wasn't like i need to do that it just happened which of course is always how it is right the things just happen and it wasn't really until the past two months and um, that I really, two or three months, things started moving. And when that word chose me, Amplify, for 2019, I realized that that is, that the, the momentum is only building and that I have up-leveled significantly energetically this year. I'm not going to go into the details of that more than some things I've touched on here and there so far um, in other episodes. But I realized like that is going to be the name of the game for 2019. And Amplify was interesting. It really embodied this idea that I've come to understand about energetic work as a tool for success, honestly, earthly real life success that you can be measured in numbers, you know that it's energetics. God, has that been rough on my ego this year? And I think actually that's why it's only been at the end of this year that things have started moving forward because I finally started listening to the voice that said, babe, you've been pushing, 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 striving, 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 goals, work, 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 putting your identity in work, all this bullshit for how many years now? Like your whole fucking life? Your whole adult life, for sure. What do you have to show for that shit? Nothing. Okay, yes, like I've accomplished a lot, but I still felt like shit. I was still stressed. I was still anxious. I was still depressed. I was still feeling lost. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I've felt lost my whole life. Because all of those external metrics for me got me further and further away from my soul and from 
the real thing that took me to the next level this year, which was altering my energetics through not in, through non-intellectual pursuits. You know, I have been actively reading and taking courses and things on mindset personal development constantly for the past six or seven years. I mean, in some way, shape or form for my whole adult life. And I actually really didn't have much to show for that. I had made some changes for sure, but for all of the work I had done, the work, I really should have been further along. And for me this year, it was having spiritual experiences that made me really grasp that the world is far stranger than anything we can imagine <laughs> and that everything we think about it is wrong. Um, definitely diving into Kundalini, which is you know, the whole basis of that is basically upgrading your energetics so that you can handle success and the infinite blessings of the universe. Um, and just seeing insane earthly results from that. I mean, truly insane. And so this word amplify was like really vibey on that whole energetics thing and kind of scared me because this has been a, I mean, this has been a challenging process. <laughs> like I said, my ego has died multiple times this year and I'm finally just starting to realize that I need to really heed the patterns of rest that come after and before each new upgrade. <laughs> I like to think of my energy, my aura as being like a mainframe, you know, or it's like the most the re recent iOS update or something, only it like actually makes it better. <laughs> That's the beauty of energetic upgrades. They actually serve you in the world, not like take away your ability to check the weather without it freezing constantly, which is what I've been dealing with with my iPhone. Um, anyway, so yeah, so just like the past years, that word, it feels a little big for me. It feels a little scary and it's a little confusing. Like, I don't really know what that means, but I'm by now I understand a trust. I learned about trust two years ago. I learned about focus this year. I know that now I need to take what I've learned and amplify that. So we'll see how that plays out. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope this casual, no notes, no nothing chat has been fun and useful for you. And I hope it helps you reframe your idea of how to create goals that really serve your desires. I think Daniel Laporte calls it goals with soul. You know, it's, this is important because do you really want to be this time next year feeling guilt around like not doing X, Y, and Z and, and still feeling the same way? No, let's create a real change this year. I personally love the whole New Year's thing. I mean, I know it's a little cliched and trite and like blah, 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 everybody does the resolutions and gives up and all that shit. But I love the optimism of that time of this time of year where it feels like anything is possible. And it honestly, it feels like the one time in the entire fucking year where people are like actually excited about improving themselves collectively. And even if it's kind of shallow for many, I love that energy. And I, I love riding that wave. So 
that's the thing. You don't have to do these processes at the beginning of the year. You know, some people set goals in the springtime, which kind of in terms of our biological processes makes more sense. But, you know, I just love the energy of January 1st. So if that vibes with you, don't feel like it's a cliche, but I do encourage you to try something new this year. So please let me know if you have tried any of these techniques in the past or if you're trying them this year. I would love to talk about our words of the year um, and yeah, just share them together. So as always, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can DM me at rebirth underscore of Venus. I love chatting with you guys. And you can also email me through my website, which is rebirthofvenus.com. So head on over there. Please let me know how this works out for you. And please, 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 if you haven't already, head on to my website or click the link in the show notes for my free ritual guide. This is really going to help you for this intention setting process. And um, it's really going to help you understand a little more about how to really create lasting change in your life with a variety of modalities. So grab that. Um, As always, thank you for your comments. Thank you for your reviews on iTunes. And thank you for listening. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and enjoy setting goals that really light you up, setting intentions that really make you feel alive with that beautiful, bright spark of desire. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week, and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.